0: Okay, so today's daf is Kuvzayin in Psachim. We are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine lines from the top. Okay, where we left off yesterday. Um, We're discussing still the uh, Kiddush and Havdalah mainly, and uh, now we we proceed to somewhat of a new topic, which is why I thought it made sense to stop at this point yesterday. Even though this kind of all flows into, you know, each topic flows into the next, kind of, but it says like So you had two uh, two young rabbis seemingly by the name of older master and younger master. Okay, Yanuka Omar son of Rabbi of So they said to Rav Ashi Zimna Ikla One time Amar came to our neighborhood. On the side it says, Ravin, not Amimar. Okay, interesting. So it's a different person. But either way, um, somebody came. Uh, We didn't have any wine. So, we brought him beer. He would not drink the beer. He wouldn't use the beer for Havdalah. batavat means he stayed over. Uh, hungry, I mean, he slept overnight, Saturday night, he didn't eat anything, because since he wasn't able to make Havdalah, you're not allowed to uh, eat before you say Havdalah, so he said, I'm not going to, beer is not good for Havdalah, so therefore I can't make Havdalah, so therefore I'm going to go to bed hungry that night. So he didn't eat anything that Saturday night. So the next day, we were able to um, somehow go to a great effort and bring him wine, Vavdil, so then he was able to um, he was able to eat something, uh, sa- you know, Sunday morning when he said Havdalah. So two, ikla In the next year he didn't learn his lesson. Apparently he came again. We didn't we didn't have any wine again for Havdalah. So aitina we brought him beer again. Now I, why they didn't learn their lesson we don't know either. But uh, one way or another, somebody there's some miscommunication here. And Amar if that's true, chamar medinahu. So this is a very famous concept of chamar Medina, which means that you can have a beverage that is not wine, but it's it's the wine of that place, meaning it's the drink that is most commonly drunk in that place and might even be either equal to or superior to wine in being the beverage of choice of that society. There's a discussion of what is required to be considered Hamar Medina. Does it have to be something that's, can, that is very prevalent? Is it the prevalence of it that it's drunk a lot? Is it the fact that it's chashivut that it is even more important? Does it have to be more significant? Like people choose this over wine. They would rather have beer than wine. So meaning the fact that they don't have a lot of wine around, uh, either means that it's not very common to drink wine. Or it means that people prefer the uh, the beer to the wine, so it's just not very common because it's not uh, people don't like it so much. It's like trying to get a brewed cup of coffee in Israel, right? It's like they haven't learned that it's better than uh, espresso, right? Nescafe. They think Nescafe is good, okay? That's uh, but the but you know here you could get both, so you you wouldn't say one. And I guess here maybe like uh, espresso is considered like a specialty. More of a specialty drink, so you know, in the different cultures, what what is considered to be the 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 the, the baseline and what is considered to be uh, superior. Is uh, you know is different, and also what what is more prevalent will be different in different places too. Sorry, so this to <clears> is <throat> so the so the way that, uh, that some, yeah I mean that's that, that itself is discussed like yeah. that itself is discussed. Everybody agrees that water can't be it, but there there is a discussion about like let's say juice or something like that. Rabbi Yosef was of the opinion has to be alcoholic to qualify as Khamar medina, but some people say no, it could be some other drink as long as it's not water, and water would include like tea and coffee and things like. that. Like that. Um, certainly we could be talking about beer or whiskey, like uh, things of that nature would certainly qualify if they are, either they're more prevalent than wine, depending on what your definition of Hamar Medina is. If you say Hamar Medina has to be something more prevalent or that it's more chashuv, it's considered it has greater significance. So that would be uh, considered Hamar Medina. Anyway, he so said, now that I see that it is Hamar Medina and the way that Rashbam says it here, he's he says that it's, it's it has greater chashivut, it has greater importance in this uh, city, than um, then um then, uh, uh then wine so therefore i'll use it so he says and, and the rashbam also said we would never use water for that but we could potentially use whatever this uh this beer is and, um, so, that's, so we learned three things from here. So we learned, first of all, that even though he prayed Arvit the first time he came, and you say that was not enough to satisfy the obligation of Havdalah, therefore, he still couldn't eat that night. So that itself is a Chidush, meaning, even though you pray and you say Havdalah in your tefillah, you still have to say it on a cup. So you also say that you're not allowed to eat before Havdalah because he was so strict about it, he waited till the next morning. We said we qualified that by saying it means only until Tuesday, but the idea is that you could continue going to say have the for the next few days. Um, as and as I had mentioned, some say that's only the next day; that's only Sunday, and some people say all the way through Tuesday. And that's what the halachai is that we we accept that it's all the way through uh, through Tuesday that a person could hypothetically um, uh, say have the left. They missed it. Uh, and, and that's significant because that means that, um, and that that means that, you know, in, in, as I had mentioned yesterday, that on, on Tisha B'Av that falls on Sunday, we have Havdalah at the end of Tisha B'Av, even though it's already really technically Monday. Because, uh, you know, when Tisha B'Av is on Sunday, so Sunday night is really Monday, for minute, and yet we're allowed to uh, say Havdalah. But that itself was a big dispute among the Rishonim, if you're allowed to do that, but we do. Now, he... He... Um, he uh, uh Right, so now the next question. What is, who does it say it was? It should say Rav Chizda and Rav according to the side, right? Okay, uh, not not this way. So, Maule Kadosh Hashi'achar, can you say Kadosh on beer? Okay, now the beer that they're usually talking about is uh, is date beer, right? Amar Hashda, Ma Pirzoma Uteineva Asne Deba'im Minev VeRav Mei Rabbi Chia, VeRabbi Chia Mei Rabbi, VeLo Pashtale. We if we already his answer was if we already had a question about about barley beer, okay, and about fig beer and about beer that they make from a certain kinds of ber- uh, berries, like uh, from bushes, different kind of berry beer. If we already asked that from Rav, and Rav asked Rabbi Chiyan, Rabbi Chiyan asked Rabbi and they didn't know, meaning even though those were considered to be more exotic, you know, like more uh, expensive, fancier types of beer, and yet we didn't get an answer, meaning the answer was no, because if they, they, they said no, so then definitely, definitely then, we're going to say that Shichra, is it even a question that, that, that date beer which is considered to be a more commonplace beer it's not really a fancy beer certainly wouldn't be able to use it so at first they thought okay so that means you can't use it for Kiddush but maybe for Havdalah it would be okay so this is what Rav says you can't use it for Havdalah or Kiddush neither one okay because you have to use wine now This is different than what we said before, so there's a whole discussion about whether this is disagreeing with what was said before, um, you know, is it, uh, or we're just assuming this is talking about in a place where it is not medina, where it's not common to drink it, or it's not considered as important as wine. So therefore, wine is the only option in those circumstances. It might also said Amar Avimi, Shmuel. So here we have Shmuel saying it. You can't use beer for havdala uh, or kiddush. Now, so Levi, so Levi, Rabbi Shichra Bartle Sar Meganei. So he uh, so Levi sent him a uh, a uh, a um, this is to right. He sent him a um, a uh, a type of a beer that was made from thirteen passings, meaning that they like they took thirteen times they put the water onto different fresh dates, sort of really absorbed. Like it was a very strong, very tasty, delicious uh, kind of a beer. And um, and and when he tasted it, so he sent it to him, and it says, "Tameh tuva was really really delicious." So Amar So he said, "You know what? Not only is this good for kiddush, but you should be able to say every praise of Hashem in the world on this because it's so delicious, it's so good." Right, so later on, but that night, beleli That night, he had a lot of pain uh, from what he drank because it gave him uh, diarrhea, basically. And he said, "Amar miyasranu mifayes." He said, "Now that it's torturing me, I should use it to praise God." I can't do that. That's the way that Rashbam interprets it, right? Miyasran, if it's already hurting us, now we're going to use it as a um, as a for a mitzvah. So that wouldn't be appropriate since it's something that is associated with. Uh, with pain and suffering. So, really, even though in the moment it tasted really good, at the end of the day it, uh, it ended up coming back to haunt him because it, was, uh, it, it caused Ula. him a lot of pain. Ullah went through the same pain. The dates, he um, showed up with the dates in, in and- Yeah, that's right. The same thing. He was eating. He said, Oh, this is he so said good. Said he how do you have to. So- right? He said, This is so good. How, how could you guys not be learning Torah? You have such delicious, delicious fruit. Yeah. <laughs> and then that night he was like, How can you even learn any Torah that you do? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the that, that was that. So Amar Yosef. Uh, I'm going to make a, a, a an oath in public. de ishteh shichra that I will not drink beer. They thought that beer was uh, was not good. Amar mezurian. mezurian is like the um, is the water that they soak flax in, which is really disgusting. Like it's smelly and disgusting. It's Like I'd rather drink that. Because it's bad for your, you know, it's bad for you. It causes you. Uh, Uh, I guess all these health problems, stomach problems. I wouldn't. I would rather drink the disgusting water and not the beer. a person should only be able to drink beer. But he is saying that a person who goes, who, who, the Rashbam explains that a, a person who goes and they, they purposely, instead of spending the money on wine, they go for beer because it's cheaper to make kiddush. So that person should be so poor that they can only drink beer, meaning that they won't be able to afford wine because since they didn't buy it for the, for the, uh, for the kiddush for the mitzvah, so they shouldn't be able to have it at all. Meaning he's saying that's that's a, it's a cheap way to get out of the mitzvah. One time, Rav that Rav Hunah was saying Kiddush on, uh, on beer. He said now that father has, beca- has uh, Rav Hunah found Rav doing it, actually, right? It's not it's not the other way around. Right. I, I, it, I think that it means Rav was found by Rav Hunah, right? It would make more sense. Yeah, because he says, yeah, because normally it would say Rav mm. Right? So it means Rav was found by Ravana. They were saying, and because Abba is, is Rav, right? And he said, I see that you are starting to make money from your beer business. Right? So he said, So now that you find that beer is very valuable to you, and you love beer because you're making money from it, so now you decided that's the thing that you're going to use for Kiddush. In other words, even though Rav before said you couldn't uh, make Kiddush on the, uh, on beer, but now that it has, now that it's Khaviv Alav, now that it's something that 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 is beloved to him and valuable to him, so now he'll start saying Kiddush. And of course everyone says, What do you mean that just on the last Amud he said that you can't make Kiddush on it, you can't say Havdalah on it? On on beer. so, so now there's the a whole discussion. maybe here it's talking about where there isn't wine. and over there it was talking about where there, where there could be wine available, It's just more difficult to get it. But uh, it seems like the the basic point is that in a case where it is um, it's considered to be of greater value, and in this case, he considered it of greater value because it's what he's making his uh, income from. So therefore the Rashbam says even though there was wine available, since it was more dear to him. Meaning in a normal case, he's saying the assumption is, the, uh, the baseline is that wine is going to be more valuable and dear to people than beer. And I think that's true even in our society. Wine is considered, you know, more, uh, more significant, more of a, you know, if someone is giving a toast, they don't do it on beer. They do it on wine, right? So they consider it to be something higher. So, But now that he was involved in the beer business, he changed his mind about that and, uh, and started using, uh, using the... Um, the beer. So anyway, it says you shouldn't say Kiddush except on wine, and you shouldn't say a Bacha except on wine. You telling me that you don't say a Bachan on anything but wine? What do you mean? You don't say a when you drink beer? You don't say a when you drink water? What it means is you only do Bachot of Mitzvah on wine. It doesn't mean that you don't say a Bacha when you drink wine when you drink water. Or when you drink other beverages, it's saying that we only use for all mitzvot. We only use wine. That's the ideal. That's the that's the beverage that we use for mitzvot. That's what it meant. Right? The the Tanakhama says we don't use beer for kiddush. Mishum Rabbi Elazar bar Rabbi Shimon Amru So he said Rabbi Elazar Rabbi Shimon said no, we can make kiddush and beer. It's okay. Okay. Now mitimat um, yain kosher, We have to taste just a little bit of the wine. Uh, in order to fulfill the mitzvah of kiddush, some of the wine has to be tasted, and Rabbi Yosebahu Yehuda, he has to have a cheekful, a cheekful means the amount that if you put it in your mouth and you put it all to one side, it will fill the cheek. It's less than overeat, it's a smaller amount, that's the amount that has to be drunk. Now, of course, according to Halacha, if the person saying kiddush doesn't drink it himself, so the people around the table can drink that much and, and, and fulfill the mitzvah, also, it doesn't have to be all by one person, but ideally, the person who says the kiddush should drink that much himself. Amar av hona, amar av, so Rav R uh, Rav, uh Rav Hunas said the name of Rav, and also Rav Gidal from Neresh said, if a person says Kidush and they drink a cheek full of the wine, they fulfill themselves. If not, they don't. He's saying, I didn't teach which Rav uh, which rabbi this was, because you said Rav Gidal from Nerish said this. I said, I don't know if it was Gidul Bar or Gidul Bar Manyomi. I mean, I don't know which Gidul was. I just had the word Gidul, not what place it was from. Lemainav Now what does it matter? Because, Lemirma Dida Dida, because if you want to say a contradiction, oh, but didn't Rav Gidal say somewhere else a different thing? You said, you, you don't know which Rav Gidal it was that said this. So don't jump your, the gun and try to find that he said it, there's a contradiction between what he said elsewhere because we don't really know exactly who it was. The point is that they were very careful about who said what so that if they had any contradictions between those statements, they would hold them accountable for the contradiction in their statement, saying, we don't know which one of the Rav was, so don't make an assumption about it. But the, the main point here is that, yeah, in the Halakha basically, is that a person, we always try to use wine for all of the mitzvot of Kiddush and Havdalah, etc. If a person's in a situation where they don't have wine, so the, the basically at the end, even though there are different opinions, the, the bottom line of the, the way that we, the, the, what we do Halakha is that for Kiddush, we recommend, if a person doesn't have wine, making Kiddush on the bread. Because pretty much everybody agrees that you can make Kiddush on the bread. So for Friday night, make Kiddush on the bread. For the Kiddush of the day, where making Kiddush on the bread makes no sense, because there's no Barakha besides Borei Geffen anyway, then we would use Hamar Medina, if there's some other beverage, alcoholic beverage. And the same for Havdalah. For Havdalah, since there's no concept of making Havdalah on bread, because there's no connection to the meal... It's not part of the meal. So therefore, making Havdalah on Hamar Medina, if there's something preferably alcoholic beverage that could substitute, so whether it's vodka or the person has uh, Arak or they have whiskey or they have any other kind of uh, alcoholic beverage that would be a substitute for wine in that culture, preferably something which is considered as good as or close to as good as wine, but it doesn't have to be. It could just be the thing that's available at that time, uh, available in that uh, place, and it's alcoholic beverage, preferably. So then you could use that for the, for the havdalah too uh, when you don't have wine. But obviously, you always try to get wine. Um, There's no Hamar madina designated like... Now, what's hamam I would say probably beer is also in our like society. A, it's like, the, it's the alcoholic beverage that people... Come, so everything comes into place or none of it comes The things place? that, meaning when you don't have wine. You only do it when you don't have wine. So the things that are the popular and considered to be, you know, um, desirable alcoholic beverages when you don't have wine, th- that and would that be the Hamam. Be. Probably beer is the most common one, one even today, but we don't really have date beer in this and that. We have like the regular, you know, barley beers that we, that we have. Gone, the have. Garno- would make sure it's a kadud on beer on, on Botei Pesach, Botei Pesach, right yeah yeah he would yeah. go and oh, you could you could still that you go 711 and get get it yeah. but yeah to show that he was only not eating chametz for the mitzvah so the second that he could have chametz he would go get the beer and, and he didn't sell chametz so he must have gone and gotten it yeah. uh, Botei, right right after the holiday oh, gone, people. gone to the non-Jewish people and gotten it yeah, yeah. that's yeah. Uh, like yeah that's what they used to do also in you know in Morocco they would have the mimuna they would go to the Arabs, right, after the... They, they also didn't sell. They, they would go to the... Or the Arabs actually would come to them. They knew. It. They would party with them. They would come party with them. Yeah. Anyway, Mincha. So this, now we're back to the Mishnah, finally, if we forgot about the Mishnah that we had a while ago. So it said that uh, that around the Mincha time, you have to stop... Half an hour before the time of Mincha, you have to stop eating um, a significant food because... Uh, uh, because we want to be prepared for the night of the seder. That was, that's what we saw. So on Er air of Pesach, we stopped eating in the afternoon, and we had that discussion. Now the question is, We have uh, two kinds of mincha. We have what's called mincha gedola, and mincha gtana, the easy way to remember it is mincha gedola is a longer time, meaning it's the beginning of the entire half of the day, basically. Mincha gedola is from on a perfect day of 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., which we're coming close to... Uh, uh, now, because it's usually around this time of year. So from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., the perfect day. Okay, that that would be 1230 is minchag and 330 would be minchag tana. Min, so minchag Gedola is the earliest possible time to offer the Qurban Tamid of the afternoon, the earliest possible time the earliest actual time that they did was 3.30. They didn't actually do it at 12.30 and we learned why. We learned because the reason was they wanted to leave more time for other... Because once they bring the afternoon korban of the Beta Magdash, the korban tamid, Nobody else is allowed to bring individual korbanot anymore. So they don't want to shut the door on people and disenfranchise people. So they tried to keep the doors open as long as they could. So they didn't actually bring the korban tamid of the afternoon until 3.30. That's called mincha Khtana from that time on. And there's something called plag mincha, which doesn't factor in here at all. But, that's, but basically, mincha gedola, 12.30... Two three thirty would be like the extra time that that adds onto the picture, right? So if we're talking about samuch le mincha that would mean you have to stop eating any food, substantial food, from twelve o'clock, half an hour before mincha gedola. If we're talking about samuch le kitana, that would mean from three o'clock. Okay, now the other language that they use is ninth hour, meaning that if you're starting from six a.m., the completion of nine hours is three o'clock, right? If you count from 6 a.m. and you count 9 hours, you get to 3 o'clock. So that's why they call it also 9 hours, okay? So it says like this. So which one are we talking about? Are we talking about the earliest mincha that you have to stop eating at 12? Or we're talking about you have to stop eating at 3? So, um, uh, so, and what would the difference be? What would the re- reasoning behind each one be? So, Samuch le mincha gedola pesach, Dilma atei Ve meabad pischa is the concern about eating on Erev Pesach that you might forget to bring your Korban Pesach then you have to stop you have to impose this rule starting from 12 o'clock because that's when people start bringing Korban Pesach right from 12 o'clock from 12:30 right so so therefore you have to uh yeah, that rule would apply from 12 cuz once the Korban Tamid of the afternoon is brought cuz Pesach is the opposite. The korban tamid of the afternoon is brought first, and the earliest it could be brought is twelve thirty. So that's when people start to get ready to bring their korban Pesach, yes. right? So then you would have to stop eating from then if that's the purpose. Or maybe the reason is we don't want you to eat too much, so you have an appetite. It's not so you don't forget to do your korban Pesach because you get involved in eating and drinking and you delay it and you forget. It's because we're worried that you're going to eat too much in the afternoon, and then when it comes to the said, they're going to say I'm full already, and your eating of matzah will be achilag gasai. Your eating of matzah will be like on. A full stomach, and it won't be in, it won't be proper. It won't be with a good appetite. So that's that's the question. So Amar Tashima even Rashbam says here was one of the righteous Hashmonaim. He was one of the decent kings of, of the Hashmonaim. He would fast every day until three o'clock or until two o'clock actually, because Sha'ot means starting from two o'clock. Meaning he didn't eat breakfast until two o'clock. He was doing intermittent fasting. He was ahead of the uh, he was ahead of the fad of today. Right? We used to just call it skipping breakfast and being unhealthy. Now it's called intermittent fasting. It's an amazing thing, right? Yeah, so they, so it says, so even he who did intermittent fasting and he didn't eat until 2 p.m., even he, he's not allowed, right? So on Erev Pesach, he's not allowed to eat until nighttime. I mean, he's going to end up fasting, basically, because he's, uh, right he 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 has to wait now if you're going to tell me that what is the that we we regular ordinary people have to stop eating at three o'clock, right so that's why Agripas' case is so unique because Agripas normally would not start eating anyway until 2 pm. Right? So we're saying that even he has to worry about this. Right? So the, uh, meaning to say, so the Rashbam says, meaning, even though he wants to come eat and it's not three o'clock yet, it's only two o'clock. But the thing is, he's gonna sit down and have a major meal. He doesn't have, like, uh, a bowl of cereal. He has, like, uh, you know, a continental breakfast or whatever, when, you know, w- w- at two p.m so he since he's going to sit down and have a major meal, that's the chidush, that even though in ordinary people, we have to stop eating at three o'clock, but he, who normally eats at two, but he has a huge meal, so he has to, he can't have that meal on Erev Pesach. That's, that's the chidush, that then it makes sense. But, if you're going to say, but if the prohibition starts from 12 o'clock, why are you bringing isur Of course agripas can't eat his 2 p.m. gigantic brunch, you know, on Erev Pesach. It's what, from 12 o'clock, we already weren't allowed to eat. So if he wants to eat, he's going to have to get up earlier that day, right? In other words, it would be obvious. If the time for us is 12 o'clock, why would Agripas have a break? Because he normally doesn't eat until, the, until 2 o'clock. We don't care about that. But if you're going to say that we have to stop eating meals at 3 o'clock, so then it makes sense to say Agripas has to stop at 2 o'clock because he doesn't just eat an ordinary meal. He eats a feast. So yeah, he would have to wait, right? right? But rather you're going to say, it should say, Elamayitesh? Uh yes, thank that's what the box uh. Ella Mayra, you're gonna say Samuel Tanatna and so you're gonna say that saying it's three o'clock. But sof sof, my rabotaid agripas, Hamatya Lezman Isurah, that also isn't really a big kiddosh that uh, uh that Agripas can't eat. Um, even if we're going to say that our prohibition starts at three o'clock, right? How does that solve the problem? Because since we know he's sitting down, in other words, we know that if a person starts eating before the time of the prohibition, this is how the Rashbam explains it. We know that if a person starts eating before the time of the prohibition, they don't have to stop. Right, if you start eating something at two o'clock, you don't have to stop at three o'clock on Harefesach because you started early. But for him, that's because maybe it dragged on a little bit. But for him, that he's sitting down to have a banquet at two o'clock, he obviously wouldn't be able to do it. Right? Obviously, that wouldn't. So, so still, the question is, you know, even so, why do we have to mention Agri Pasa? It should be obvious that he can't sit down to his big banquet even at two o'clock. So the answer is Maudetema. <laughs> For him, for a guy that does intermittent fasting and he eats at 2 p.m., for him, that's like 10 in the morning or 9 in the morning for us. It's like his 9 o'clock is our, our, you know, our 9 o'clock is his 2 o'clock. So even if he eats a big meal, it's not going to affect his nighttime meal because we eat a big meal, let's say, in breakfast. And then by the time it's the nighttime, we're hungry. He eats a big meal at 2 o'clock. And then by the time it's nighttime, he's also hungry. So maybe for him, it should be okay to have that big meal at. 2 p.m., that's Kamash Malad, coming to tell you that uh, that it, it, it's not uh, allowed for him. Even though you could say subjectively for that individual, 2 o'clock is kind of similar to 9 o'clock because of his habits of eating. And we don't make an exception for Agri Pasa Melech and allow him to have a gigantic... Feast right before the time of the prohibition. That's why it had to mention him. And there is a discussion in Hala- There's a machloket among the Rishonim and commentaries. What is the what is, is the Gemara just saying we can't prove either way, or is it making it taking a position here? So most of the poskim come down that that, that it is taking a position, and that's how it's codified in Shulchan That starting from around three o'clock, person's not supposed to have a, a a real significant meal. Now, obviously, we have the other problem that we don't eat matzah, and you can't eat chametz. Right, so there's there's no chametz and there's no matzah at that time because obviously the prohibition of chametz already started and the and there's a prohibi- prohibition we observe of matzah all day long. Although that was like a, that's sort of a, a minhag, it's not really a, it's not it's not it doesn't have the same status as other prohibitions. But still, we don't do it. So the only option would probably be like uh, a matzah ashirah or something like that. The person would eat, let's say, egg matzah or something yeah. like that, right? And and fill themselves up on on that if they were going to have a meal. That would be the only way you could do. Birkat Hamazon would be if you had some kind of Mizonot that was uh, that could become a, a full Seudan do Birkat Amazon, I guess it's some kind of egg mata type of situation, but anyway, Amar Rabbi and who should it really say on the side? What's the, the What's the mystery? What's who's the mystery? I say, according to the reef. Oh, I say Oh, okay, yeah, I see. Yeah. So uh, uh, it says Aval <laughs> Matbil he could have now, the, what what the Rashbam says, "minetargima" means is it means like fruit and vegetables and meat. According to Tosafot, it means also mizonot. If there's some kind of mizonot that would be allowed, that's made, you know, that's permitted at that time, that's neither matzan nor Khamet it would be allowed. Well, does literally. It means like appetizers. Absolutely. Yeah, so like the question is, what kind of appetizers is it talking about? Yeah. So Rabbi Yitzchak, matbil biyarke, he, he used to uh, dip vegetables. Now, the, the Rashbam explains, dipping doesn't mean like that you have to dip the vegetables. It's not like, uh, it's not like karpas. It means that that's how they, that meant that they ate because that's how they usually ate. Just like in the Middle East today, everyone, they have like a, if you ever see like the, you know, they have like a big thing in the middle of hummus and everyone just takes their bread and they just put it in there or whatever, you know, that's how, that's the dipping. So everyone dips things. Now, that this is talking about Erev Pesach, the Rashbam says, that on Eref Pesach, the Shamash, the guy who was like the waiter or the the guy who was uh, taking care of the kitchen, so he would dip in the B'nehme Aim. That's saying that they would take the innards, like I guess the, uh, whatever the, uh, uh, the intestines or whatever kind of stuff from the meat that they were preparing for the Yom Tov meal, <clears throat> and there would be extra stuff lying around, and they would use that as a dip, like li- like chopped liver or something. I guess it would be something like that. That he you know he would he would dip in that with his you know vegetables in that and eat it, and also put it in front of the guests uh, because they're waiting for the evening meal and you know they're going to be hungry, so they don't want to you know they can't fa- not everyone's going to fast all day, right? And and the way the Rashbam brings two interpretations and he likes the first one, he says the second one he doesn't. Like. So I'm just going to mention the one that he does like. He says that what the reason for this was because it actually prepares the appetite. Because and it's true that if a person fasts all day, then their stomach becomes like more yeah. constricted, and then they don't have an appetite at night. Like if after you, you're so hungry after Yom Kippur, but most of the time we, can, we not that you sit down to the food and you can't really eat that much because yeah. your stomach is like very uh, you know well. shrunk down. So so therefore, eating a little bit of appetizer in the afternoon is actually good for your you know prepares you to eat more at night, just not overfilling yourself. But a little bit of appetizer is good. So he said, that's what he was doing. That's why they would do that. Even though there's no proof, there is a, a hint to it. It says, you should plow the fields. Don't plant over the thorns. In other words, you got to prepare the stomach to receive the food. So if you, uh, you you know, you have to put something in there, otherwise you're not going to be able to eat. That's the way that the Rashbam explains it, that it's referring to something that you should do. You should have some light snacks, sort of things in the afternoon to make sure that you have a healthy appetite for the nighttime and you learn it from that Pasuk. (inaudible) Rava would drink wine all of Erev Pesach. Okay? I don't th- it doesn't mean doesn't mean literally guys. Don't get the wrong idea here, you know? It means it- it doesn't mean for 12 hours. <laughs> it I means know, it throughout mean, the day. <laughs> <twice preparing> <laughs> <yourself>. <laughs> throughout the day. Yeah, right. yeah I, I've seen people show up to the said they're already ready. <laughs> yeah. I've seen. But no, that's not what he means. <laughs> In order to uh, wet his appetite, because it will make a person hungry. In other words, it doesn't, um, it doesn't fill the stomach, but it, it, it engages the appetite more. How do I know that drinking some wine makes you hungry? It says between the cups of the seder you can drink as much as you want, extra wine you can drink between the first and the second, second third, um, but you can't do it between the third and the fourth okay now the reason why is because between the first and the second it'll still increase your appetite between the second and third it'll still increase your appetite because that's still during the meal the second between the second and third is during the meal between the first and second is between Kiddush during the Magid you could have a little bit more during the meal you could drink as much as you want that's between second and third but after the third which is birkatamazon, Hamazon before the Halil and the reason is either because you're going to get drunk because now you're not eating anymore so once you stop eating you know then if you keep drinking but there's no more eating after you have the Afikoman, so you might just get drunk or you'll never finish the halal you know that's you know and the, because you're too drunk that's one, that's one concern the other concern is that it looks like you're adding on to the cups of wine now because up until the, in the meal you know you, you, people are drinking and eating all kinds of stuff but then once you get to the end there's no expectation of additional cups and anyway you see that you're allowed to drink and if you're going to say that it fills you up so then, why should he be able to drink? Then then he's going to be filling himself up on wine, and therefore he's not going to be able to eat the matzah on an empty, on a you know, with an appetite. You see from this that it increases your appetite. It doesn't decrease your appetite. And it says that Rav Sheshet actually would fast all afternoon. On uh, on erev pesach all day rather on erev pesach um, and the and the um, and the gemara asks neimakasavav rav shechet zamuchlem in chag anu mishum pesachu. Maybe Rav Sheshit says that the reason why we don't eat on Erev Pesach, large meals, is, is it goes all the way back to 12 o'clock, actually, because of the Korban Pesach. And maybe he holds, like, the opinion that theoretically, according to Ben Betara, theoretically, the Korban Pesach could even be brought from the morning. Mitzafra, right? Which is not what we usually say. We usually say it has to be in the afternoon. But maybe he's saying that what's the reason for not eating on Erev Pesach? It's the, the reason is because you don't want to forget to bring the Korban Pesach. And there's an opinion that holds that the Korban Pesach could even be brought from the morning, right? So therefore, he was being strict and saying, therefore, you can't eat anything all day, right? The Kule Alma, Chazela Pesach. Right, right, because all day is good for the Pesach, because when it says Ben Harbaim, you have to bring the Korban Pesach between the evenings, it means between yesterday evening and today evening, right, meaning even the morning would be good on Erev Pesach, hypothetically to bring Korban Pesach, and that's why you wouldn't eat the whole time. Right? Th- 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 maybe that's the reason. But then they said, lo, shani There's a much simpler reason. You don't have to go that far to find the reason. The reason is because Rav Sheshet was very <laughs> delicate in his appetite. The taim Bitzafra be midil because if he was if he ate anything during the day he wouldn't be able to have an appetite in the evening time, right? Now the Tosafot, I believe, say it doesn't necessarily mean that he literally, right, they do say, it doesn't necessarily mean that he literally accepted upon himself a fast, could also just mean he barely ate on Erfesach Pesach because he had a very sensitive appetite and he would lose his appetite for the evening. Although it does say, then the Tosafot go on and say, that he did that in order. To To um, uh, he took upon himself a fast in order to make sure that he wouldn't eat so that he would have that appetite for the evening. So the idea is that a person should know their appetite. That's the idea that bringing this is that on one hand you have Ravah who's drinking all day because that's what gives him an appetite. Then you have Rav Sheshet who is uh, abstaining from food and drink on Erev Pesach in order that he have an appetite. But the key is that everyone should know themselves and make sure that they have an appetite for the uh, eating of the matzah in the evening, whatever that's going to require. And uh, and for some people that means eating a little, eating some, and keeping their metabolism going during the day. And for other people it means eating less because if they have anything during the day they won't have an appetite appetite for that at night. Okay.